It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. We're the defective characters. Three guys and lady sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. James here. And special guest. Yeah. <laughs> a T is here as well. The opinions are around. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience with ego in this episode 50 of the Defective Characters Podcast. Let's go. Guys, aren't you glad that for this very special episode of episode 50 that we actually planned ahead and got our sponsors here to join us on this call? <laughs> like, it's amazing. I think both of them back. So, yeah, let me let me speak on that a little bit, because I actually just let uh, since James and I both have Brian as our sponsor who uh, spoke. I don't know. Maybe I think it was like episode like 11. And, um, we also are, um, <laughs> we found out super last minute that, uh, also, uh, Mike had a current obligation because that's what life is. Um, so, uh, yes, all of our sponsors are not able to make it, but I'm very happy that if you go back and listen to episode five, you know, T's story, and she's going to be joining uh, us as we talk about ego today so thank you t you're very welcome and just like our our sponsors uh dipped out at the last second we asked t-bird at the last second and she graciously said yes yeah she's so much better than our sponsors (laughs) (laughs) she likes (laughs) so so well let's go around the room um Maybe some, uh, I, I liked what we did last week, and I know um, you spoke on this before, Dennis, that uh, you and T get together and uh, just a little bit of gratitude, like 30 seconds each about like what you're grateful for the last week since we last connected. Actually, I'll say like T-Bird actually texted me this morning saying that we need to do gratitude because we didn't do gratitude on Monday, and it's, it's, it's quote unquote Thursday already. So, so do you do you want to do it here, like how you would usually it's do it? Friday. Let's do it. I'm down. Are you down, T? I am, but it's Gratitude Monday on Friday. Today is Friday. Yeah. But, We're but, Friday. but radio, radio <laughs> magic. It's Thursday, guys. It's Thursday. Don't don't destroy the magic. Oh you no, can... my ego. Got <laughs> uh, Dennis, you... do you want to go first, or, or who wants to go first with with a little bit of gratitude? I'll go. Okay. I got a list. Okay, I'm. Grateful for God, my family, my friends, for core. I'm grateful for this opportunity that I get to work on, even though it's a lot of tedious work right now. I'm, uh, it's awesome that I get this opportunity. I'm grateful that I got to go see James at work the other day. That was cool. I'm grateful that I got to see a movie in a movie theater for the first time in like I don't know, over six months or so. 
I'm grateful for sunshine and rain. I'm grateful for Minecraft. I'm grateful for this podcast and that we made it to episode 50. I'm grateful that our sponsors backed out so that we don't have to worry about what we say about them. They're going to be listening to this. Like this is, Oh, they don't listen. Is... Don't kid yourself. Yeah. And I'm grateful for the color pink. Okay. I'm, I'm... Uh, right now, speaking of uh, – it's, it's funny. Speaking of Dennis's uh, sponsor, we're actually – he has a studio – and we are in his studio right now, and he has this map on a wall of all the places that he's visited. And it was six years ago this month that I actually was able to visit a bunch of those. And Facebook is reminding me of all the places that I went to from Paris to St. Petersburg to Denmark to Finland. And I'm looking at this map, and I see so many little pins of those places. So I'm grateful that um not only i had that but just not even a month after i had that experience i came into the rooms of aa and i'm reminded about that i'm also grateful like dennis was saying as far as uh, the movie we went to see empire strikes back last night had masks on the entire time when we weren't eating our popcorn but had a a great time um you know six of us in the rooms to just be able to have that And my favorite part was just really being together. So we could have done anything, but I'm grateful my for that part was when Luke Skywalker, it's my gratitude. Face. It's my gratitude. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. This is me. This is me time. Right. Okay. okay. This is this... interrupt like that. Just out of curiosity. Is it usually what? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also grateful for um, a, just thinking an employer that allows me to make coffee, make iced coffee at work and take it with me because I'm, I'm drinking an iced coffee that my employer provided. And, uh, and I'm grateful for that because, you know, things in life aren't free. As they say, is freedom really free? You know, I don't know if anybody says that, but I, I say it. So in the mouth strap, James and T, I'm uh, handing the microphone over to you guys. I'm going to let T-Bird go first because she she's almost interrupted three times, but she stopped herself. So she really has a lot of good stuff. You're, you're allowed to interrupt. It's okay. <laughs> there you go. There's uh, your... Thank you. Well, I'm grateful for my gratitude buddy telling me I'm allowed to interrupt. Oh, I should mention that we should. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am grateful today for sure. It is fantastic Friday. I'm grateful for all the core um, God, my husband, family, friends, my gratitude buddy. I'm grateful that you all are having your 50th episode. I looked up and I literally am looking at a, a book that has the number 50 on it and it looks like it's a caterpillar. So if I think about um, something I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for caterpillars transforming into butterflies. We'll be a butterfly by episode 100, we promise. <laughs> nice. Nice. And maybe, never mind. I was going to say something. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, I was going to talk about cocoons, but uh, anyway, I was going to tie it into the movie Platoon, and it, just, it didn't flow. <laughs> I'm grateful that I tried, and even though I said never mind, I, I, I still, 
I still uh, was humble enough to, <laughs> to say it. I am grateful that there are still movies being played. I'm grateful for creativity, grateful for the color pink. I'm grateful for ladybugs. I'm grateful for difficulties that give me an opportunity to grow. I am grateful for defective characters. Rich. And I'm grateful for water. Water? Mm. Some magical stuff, that stuff, water. I'm James. Hi, James. And um, <clears throat> I am I'm truly grateful for, um, you know, God taking a liking to me and saving me from my alcoholic addiction. I'm grateful for my children, who I love with all my heart, my wonderful wife, who continues to practice patience on me. And I'm grateful for my friends, uh, Mike and Dennis, who I get to do this wonderful podcast with every week. And no matter what, I always feel better after doing it. And it makes me happy. It's a, it's a good time to laugh and just let loose. Uh, I'm grateful for the color baby blue and, and movies and Star Wars. And I'm grateful for um, my my new USB flash drive that I was able to hook up to my Xbox One. So now I can install all my Xbox One games and play them on command because I didn't have enough storage before. And that's all I got. Nice. What about your new watch that you got? I'm grateful for my new Creeper watch that lights up red. And it looks like it's going to explode, but it just tells time. It might explode. Thanks, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think it was, I don't know, maybe three episodes ago, four episodes ago when we were recording. Uh, and we talked about, you know, coming up on 50 episodes. And we joked, um, you know, I wish I could refer back to the actual episode so you can go back and hear it. But we made a joke about how, you know, maybe ego should be what the 50th episode is. And I think there's some truth to it because... Um, even if you go back and listen a couple weeks ago to pride, some of it kind of relates of like what healthy pride is and, and stuff. Um, but how your ego today is compared to when you came in, who wants to start on that as far as the question one? So, yeah. How, yeah. Like, how do you feel it is compared to when you came into the rooms? I thought we were going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't realize you were talking about the other kind of ego. Thanks, Dennis. I didn't prepare. <laughs> James, you always have something good to share. I do, but I mean, I, you know, ladies first. <laughs> T. Hi, my name is T-Bird T. And I am an alcoholic. It is by the grace of God that I am sober today and full of gratitude. I do want to, um, you know, thank you all for inviting me. And I love that we start with gratitude because I truly believe that it turns my uh, frequency in the direction of God and oneness and unity and singleness of purpose so that we can all be connected, even though we might not all physically be in the same place. And I can say that when I first walked into the rooms at age 44, a little over three years ago, I don't know that I had any understanding or the ability to grasp unity and connectedness. I was just completely broken. 
And I feel as though my ego was sort of the general of the army of emotions. My soul was broken, my inner core was broken, and my ego thought that it was doing what it needed to do to help me survive. And over the course of the time that I've been in the rooms and I've completed the steps and continue to do them on a regular basis, I've taken away some of those broken pieces so the ego sort of almost out of a job. <laughs> but those pieces are there. They've just been transformed into a way that can connect with others and can make me useful. So as long as there's no sharp corners on most days, and sometimes within the day, the ego sort of hasn't, is, is out of a job. You know, it's still there. I realize that I am human. And there are times that my ego does surface. And I don't always know when it's going to happen, but through um, just the life experiences before and after, I can tell the difference. And I can tell when that ego is creeping in, and when the ego is creeping in, it usually means that I'm becoming self-reliant, self-centered, um, self-seeking, and a lot of self. And um, unless the ego can get aligned with God, which means taking a side, a side, uh, a step to the side, getting out of the way, side step, a side step, yes then um, it lets the sun the light in, it lets God in, it lets you all in, and I can be more guided. So I don't need um, anything else um, to take me. The, I don't need that that ego to um, fight these battles for me because I have God. What do me. you attribute that to? Like, where did you learn that? Um, obviously, the rooms, the big book sponsor. But, like, where did you think you first it sunk in that that was how you felt? I would say that somewhere between, in terms of the steps, I would say it was somewhere between three, four, five, and six. Um, you know, at three, I started to understand I was going to get to work with God on moving forward. And four is when I started to see how I got in the way. I may not have meant to. My intentions might not have been um, intended to cause problems, but I started to see that. And it was... Once I got that all out, you know, I, I opened every single door in the heart of my house and let everything out, lifted up the rug, so to speak, did a house cleaning. I talked about my, my um, experience with true humility and making the distinction between humility and humiliation. And then once I did that, you know, I wasn't as afraid of, of so many things in my life and events. And I also could see and shine a light on that ego. You know, and, and I didn't even have to be really angry with the ego because sometimes the, I thought the ego was helping me out. But it was somewhere in there. But, I mean, I think really the after that, it's uh, just my day-to-day -day interactions with people. You know, just, just being able to connect with people and knowing the difference from being truly present in, in my space with people around me versus feeling uncomfortable. And then saying, oh, that's my ego, you know, and... um it just went a little bit defective and it was through just experience experience having the tool using the tool asking god for help and direction and then experience of how that is on a day-to-day -day basis did that answer your question totally absolutely <laughs> the same thing. oh and i have to let you guys know that uh t-bird is wearing a millennium falcon shirt so that's kind of cool yeah nice. <laughs> I, I like the atlanta falcons too 
No, 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 that's not the same thing. No. The basketball teams. I don't. We talk about Star Wars, not sports. Maltese Falcon. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, nice. No, no. the Millennium. Wait, let me. I'm, Millennium, the Millennium Falcon. No, we're not millennials. No, well, I mean I am. But technically, yeah. You guys are you guys are boomers. Is that what you are? No, technically I'm a, I'm a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the last year of like or the first year of millennials. I like I like how um we're doing this today. Usually like I'll jot down a couple questions. I'll put these out there James. So any that you want to touch upon, okay? So the first question that I uh, tossed out was ego, how are you today compared to when you came in? Uh how to know ego might be a problem. What tools help keep ego in check and how to determine What's ego and what's higher power? So, if well, before I came into the room, I didn't know what an ego was. Like I had heard it thrown around. Um, it actually wasn't until um, after I've got a year of sobriety where um, our sponsor Brian gave me a book called The Power of Now, where I truly learned, you know, what the ego was. And and by reading that book, I realized that the ego is really my enemy. And I want to squash that little sucker. And um, because the ego is giving me nothing but grief and pain. And I do that by, by putting myself last. By putting God first, putting other people second. Uh, doing the things I don't want to do, but I know I have to do them. And then finally myself first. That doesn't mean I don't take care of myself. But, um, you know, I, I, I pray lot to get me out of myself quit thinking about james and it comes out a lot i'm only three years sober and my ego you know bursts onto the scene when i'm not ready um without even giving me any notice and uh (laughs) t-bird can uh attest to that because um we were just at uh the vet the other day um it turned out our little kitty cat has diabetes so not the diabetes yeah we got to deal with that now but um we were sitting in the vet waiting for the veterinarian to come out and tell us what was wrong and she was telling me some stuff and you know i i don't know what was wrong with me maybe the fact that i love my little kitty cat and we were there because there was something wrong with him but uh, i started lashing out at t-bird and you know, I was getting angrier and angrier, and that was my ego rising up. And um, God bless her. She just looked at me. She smiled. She shook her head. She's like, are you okay? Are, are you done? And like, she didn't, I, I did not get a rise out of her. And she was totally in the spirit. And she could see me, you know, getting out of my element. And she, and then when I saw that, like her spirit just jumped over to my spirit and I was calm and I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And instantly we prayed right there in the waiting room and I felt better. So, um, that's kind of cool. You know, it's, it's hard when our egos clash clash though. Cause if her ego gets up, my ego instantly wants to defend itself and say some mean things. Um, sometimes personally attack, which, you know, it's, it's never good. It's never good. But, um, you know, I know the tools that I need to use today to get that ego squished and squashed for good. And what are those tools? 
those tools are praying, putting God first, service work, thinking of others always. You didn't mention anything about Dennis, Dennis and I. Yeah, I think we should get more credit. Yeah. I think you need to work on your egos. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very clever. That's why we keep you around, James. It's Thank you. How... I thought I was a comedy relief. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Let me see. You gotta... I think I think that's it. So, so before you came into the rooms, uh, was ego a problem that some some people uh, actually mentioned to you? Or do you think it was a problem beforehand? Um, no, I never, no one ever talked about my ego. Like I've always been, um, I've never been like a blowhard or, you know, someone acting all big and tough. That's never been me. I've been pretty easygoing my whole life. So that was never an issue, but I have been very selfish and people have told me how selfish I've been. And I think that plays a, a large part with, um, with my ego. So, um, you know, you, you, I do have, I've known people with huge egos, huge blowhards. I worked for one and, um, it was difficult, you know, but, uh, you know, not everyone has our program and not everyone has God in their lives. They might say they do, but do they really? Yeah, that's a good point. And, and I could almost see, you know, like, uh, God willing, like 40, 50 years from now, like at your, uh, your wake, hopefully you'll, you want me to speak at, at that. I will make sure to say everyone knows James was never a blowhard. I'm gonna... <laughs> Dude, he just said, I hope you die before me, James. So I can speak at your fucking funeral. Like Dude, what the hell? I man? freaking hope so. I've been trying well, to eat right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, I love. I would. I've always wanted a radio personality. Person. Yeah, I'm just. I'm gonna make sure. By the way, that's all I'm gonna say. Don't think that I'm gonna say a bunch of stuff. It's just gonna be that line about you not blowing hard. You know. Oh my god. That's that's how this is gonna go. Uh, De- Dennis, you're out again. Some of the questions that you can reference if, if you need them. Yeah, I've been known to blow hard. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah, I, I think it's a, this would be a good time to like define what we mean by ego. You know what I'm saying? In the book, it defines it as egocentric, you know, and like um, they describe it, what, you know, when they mention egocentric, that it used to be known as selfishness. And that's pretty much what they mean of it. Uh, also in the book, they point to Dr. Young, who is a leading psychiatrist. He was a student of Freud's, and then he went off and did his own things. And he, they reference him a couple of times. And if you go back into like his psychology and when he talks about ego, it's, it's in connection with like who we are as humans and our psychology. And there's three parts to us in, the, in that system. And the first one is the id. And the id is our animal instincts. It's the 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 stuff that drives us, you know, when we want to like copulate or, or like drink and eat and, you know, all those natural things, those urges that we get that are just natural that we scratch that itch or whatever. And then it goes into the ego, which the ego is that overthinking rationalization, you know, everything's got to be two plus two and fit into this like 
thing or whatever. And then ultimately, hopefully we evolve into what's called a super ego. And that's where our actions and our, our lives are dictated by morals and values and principles and stuff like that. And so I think when we get into, you know, once we evolve past that like caterpillar stage of the it or whatever and get into that cocoon of the, the ego, it's. It's where, like, for me anyways, it caused a lot of problems because I would constantly overthink it. You know, I would over-rationalize and be like, oh, how do I fit into this? How do I, you know, can, how do I do this to succeed? Or what do I have to do? What do I have to do? And it becomes very self-centered, you know, and that's literally all you're thinking about is yourself. And you're trying to rationalize the world around you or whatever. And then, of course the world isn't necessarily fit into that cookie cutter version of what we think the world should be. So then it causes problems and stuff. Um, so ultimately we try to evolve past that and try to analyze things a little less and go off of that intuitive feeling of, of what is the next right thing, you know, and how does this affect other people? You know, um, when I first came in, I was in such a low point. I lived most of my life just doing whatever I wanted, not caring in that id state, in that state of I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm going to get high if I want to get high. I'm going to get whatever. When I moved into that ego state is when things got really bad, like where just things didn't work out the way that I wanted to. And I was so self-absorbed that like it caused a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression. And I was such in a, a beat up state that I almost came in like with a little humility already. And I think humility is kind of the enemy of the ego in a way. And, you know, when I came in, like I was so like, my ego was so damaged and my sense of self and my self image and my self respect was so low that like, I don't know. It's like doing like the coming in and learning the things that I learned helped repair that. And then I, you know, also learned that I can move on to this other state that we can live a life of principles and built on spirit and stuff like that, rather than the other way that I was living. I think one of the biggest things that I heard coming in, like, and it was relatively early on and I was complaining about something like a meeting or something like that, or going to meetings, or it was something that had to do with that. And someone told me, I think it was my sponsor actually said, you know, none of this has anything to do with you, you know? And then it, it like, for some reason, just that little phase dawned on me. And that was the key, you know? So that was the key for me that was like, holy smokes, like none of this does have anything to do with me. And, then you start doing, you start thinking, well, what does it have to do with? Well, it has to do with everyone else. And then that gets you to like the idea of service, like, like everyone's mentioned so far. And I think that's the, the easiest way to like battle that, that ego and that self-centeredness is the moment that you stop thinking about like what you're getting out of this program or what you're getting out of life and stuff. And you start, focusing on what can you contribute to other people's lives, then it like instantly destroys your ego or at least keeps your ego in check, you know? And the more you focus on others and serving other people, the more your life works out and you don't even have to think about it, you know? Yeah. 
Thanks for listening to me ramble. What? What's that? I said thanks for listening to me ramble. Oh yeah. Okay. Thanks for Dennis done yet? Yeah, I th- he's he's done. You can you can listen. Dennis, Dennis, continue. <laughs> I enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank you, Talitha. I don't I en- don't encourage him. See, it's like James will tell you. Sometimes I feel like we don't even get to say anything. You know. Should we tell the audience about the fight we had the other day when I wanted to say Dennis's defective characters brought to you by Dennis? And then y'all were like, no, I think that's a little over the top. Yeah. I mean, that hurt my ego. Well, the worst thing is we said we weren't going to talk about it and you still did. Well, I mean, I want want the sympathy from the people. That's fine. Make sure I I can sympathize and empathize. (laughs) I I thought I was being called on because you were changing the name all entirely. But I I understand that if I put you all first, I'm just grateful to be here. So (laughs) thank you. Dennis, you forgot. to Don't get ahead of yourself. I won't invite you back. (laughs) I'm the one that invited her. (laughs) Now he's talking about themselves. <laughs> Let me begin. Um, so, a couple of questions that I'll touch on. Okay, how's your ego today compared to when you came in? The tough thing, I think that's one of the toughest questions to answer, right? Because then you're actually thinking about yourself, like when you're when you're sharing. What I would hope, and I think you guys can probably agree, is some people see the change in us before we see it. You know, sometimes it's in the room. Sometimes it's maybe a coworker or a family member or a friend. Um, but I was told by many people that I had changed. And if I do the work, that it had worked. And I'll be honest in what I shared in this podcast a month ago, going through this divorce, it was uh, it was something that it's I whether it's true or not, it really doesn't matter. Um, but. My wife said that uh, I had the biggest ego and I only thought about myself. And that really hurt me because I don't necessarily believe it. But instead of saying, no, she's wrong, um, I say more work has to be done, you know, so that way more will be revealed and more service work has to be done. So, um, you know, whether God actually put that in her or that was just her. I look at it as something that I'm I'm working on because it is tough with my job being one that's more in the public confidence and ego. There is such a thin line between the two because I know for my job that I have to be confident and um, I can't waver on things that I'm talking about. I have to seem like I can take on anything and that can be seen as ego or super ego. So I have to make sure that I do the work to prevent that. And that work is service work. That work is taking a second and you could call it meditating or praying, but I pause and that's where the ego will take a, take a back seat. I pause. I appreciate what I have in my life and have that gratitude because I know that if I think that what I got out of life was because of me, then that's my ego. And if I say, poor me, this is happening to me instead of this is happening for me, I think that is my ego. 
that's actually uh, causing havoc. And that's something that I can't look at like that. Um, you know, I make sure in James, you know, uh, I don't want to like fill your head up with stuff, but if you go back and listen to the, you know, 49 episodes before this one, you wave that flag of your connectedness with God for the defective characters. And Dennis and I are right by your side, but we're grateful that you do that. No, not to speak for Dennis, but there's so many people that if you're new in the program, I don't know about you guys, but that was, it was challenging to be all in on God. If you either a didn't have a relationship or B had a relationship that was different and was what someone else, at least for me growing up Catholic. And I spoke on this when I told my story, it was really tough. It's almost more challenging if you have an idea of what God is and that God is not positive and that God is, is negative. And there's any hate that's revolved around a religion because then that blocks you from the sunlight of the spirit. You know, it's almost like breaking a bad habit. If you don't have a habit of doing anything that's related to that thing, you're able to conquer it more. But if you're trying to break a bad habit, um, it, it takes longer. And it took me, I think, even uh, to get through all the way through the steps before I was able to actually, you know, it was when I was trying to teach someone um, what this way of life was that I think I really, I really got it. So that's interesting. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. but That's interesting that it like, like relating to the ego, it took you getting outside of yourself and helping someone else where you actually found it. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's, that's my, my share on ego. Do you guys want to touch on anything else or anything that you think we missed in this, the 50th episode? I don't know. I think it's a good point where it's like, you know, you hear a lot, especially in like pop psychology and pop culture and stuff of the idea of killing the ego when that's really not a, a, a realistic way of looking at it that like i think for at least for me anyways the best i'm able to do is to keep it in check do things that humble me and and just remind myself that like you know my higher power god is in control and it's and it's his plan and blah 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 and to help other people and you know so like the ego is still there the sense of self is still there it's just we don't allow it to dictate what we do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. T-Bird? I, I agree. And this is a wonderful, wonderful episode. Now, I gathered a little bit from each of you all, all throughout what you each have shared. And, you know, the, the words that are resonating on my heart right now are humility, surrender, pause, God love. Right. So humility keeps me empty enough that I can be filled with new knowledge so I could be teachable. Um, Surrender. I have to surrender to the moment that I'm not in control and thank God I'm not in control. You know, then I can actually work to do things with others or let others do things for me and be willing to ask for help. I feel like when my ego is squashed, um, it's just a series of battles that I am surrendering to God and saying, here, you take care of this. Show me the way here. You take care of this. Show me the way. 
And that pause, when I get that pause, which I have an acronym now that I love, practice always using step 11. And so God can direct me. I get to walk with God. And then, you know, that, that God-centered and then love, letting others voluntarily evolve, including myself. And if I can do those things just half, even a fraction of what I do or have done in the past, and I have a good chance of being useful to others, um, letting God use me to be a vessel for others, and having that humility absent of the, the ego um, to be able to walk with joy. That's what I think. Here, here. James, final thought? Well, Dennis had said we, we don't want to kill the ego. And that's why I said I squish and squash the ego. Because it's very squishy and it pops back up. But I got to keep squishing and squashing. And um, Talitha just said everything in a nutshell. I love, love, the, her acronym for that. Let others voluntarily evolve. That's so good. So that's like, you know, if someone is, you know, has a big ego. And let's say if it's someone in Publix, the grocery store, and they have an ego and they're just being a complete jerk, you know. You can just love that person by smiling and not saying a word because maybe they're going through something. It's different when it's family. Like if it's my children or my wife, you know, I have to love them and let them voluntarily, let others voluntarily evolve. That means I don't know what they're going through, but I can ask questions and not assume anything. I can be kind and loving to them. And keep my ego squished and squashed so my ego does not butt heads with them. Because when that happens, the pain happens. And I do not like pain. It's good sometimes, but I don't have to choose pain today. I, I like that. I like, like, you know, it reminds me of, like, you know, like you hear the term, like, oh, everyone's on their journey. And everyone's at a different point of their journey. And they have to travel that journey alone. And, you know, and it makes me think, like, where we are and we're looking out at the world, we're typically judging the world based off of where we are at that moment. It's like, oh, well, if I can be this whatever, then they could be too. But then if you really think about it, imagine, like, our journeys or your journeys, uh, 10 years ago, where were you? We probably would have been that asshole in Publix or whatever, yeah. you know, and like going through it. But ultimately, we know like 10 years later, we're in a different spot. And all of those people out there that are having bad days or dealing with stuff, like five years from now, they could be the most holy Buddhists in the world for all we know, you know? Yeah. And you kind of got to let them evolve the way they are. So I like that. Love that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys. This is uh, episode 50. We're on the other side of this. So technically, season two will be kicking off next week. We'll do every 50 episodes a new season. It's going to sound the same. Uh, T, thank you so much for your time and hanging out with us today. Thank you for having me. God bless you, thank dude. You thank you. So we'll be back next Thursday with episode uh, 51 and season two, sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on Defective Characters Podcast. Entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember, ego stands for edging God out. And we'll see you next time. I thought you were going to say ego is not your amigo. Uh, <laughs> Ole?